With us today is Katie McFarlane. She was National Security Advisor uh, in, in our country. And there's so many things going on. And KT, uh, it's Sunday morning. Where do you want to start? I mean, I can't believe uh, what, what was going on in California uh, with the uh, Biolab. And our, our, our country was even lending them money. To tell us, give us an update on that Biolab. Okay, well, this is very upsetting because the, the media just has ignored this. Um, it, it now turns out that they found that a, a Chinese, quote, medical research lab in California, owned by the Chinese, was doing, was basically supercharging viruses, that they were, they were doing what's called gain-of-function research, taking viruses and supercharging them, making them more lethal and more contagious. And this was going on in the United States. It's illegal for Americans to do it, but somehow this lab was conducting it. And then I started putting the pieces together because a couple of months ago, there was a story, again, not a lot of attention paid to it, but of Chinese scientists, doctors returning to China and they were carrying with them uh, uh, lab cultures. And people were scratching their head, what's that going, you know, what's that all about? Well, you start putting that together with what happened at, at the Wuhan Virology Lab, which is where the whole COVID virus started, which is where the Chinese were co-located in the same building of the research that was being done at that virology lab was the Chinese bioweapons manufacturing, bioweapons research lab. And then you turn out to find out that probably the United States was funding some of that research. So the whole thing, it's what's China doing creating biological weapons? or things that could be used as biological weapons. What's the United States connection to it? And why are more people not being upset by this? That what's China doing in the United States and what are they doing with the thought of making bioweapons? You know, we know about cyber weapons, we know about regular military weapons, but is there some new weapon being created uh, right underneath our noses? Well, we're, we're being attacked in so many directions. And you know what I tell people criticizing the FBI, you know what I say to them? I said to them, we probably need, if they have 15,000 special agents, we probably need triple that. I mean, we have to protect our country versus cyber attacks, versus, you know, the Chinese or Russians creating places like that, that clinic. Well, it's not just that, but the Chinese are, what are they doing buying all this land around American military bases? What are they doing flying spy balloons over the United States? You know, we may, our president, President Biden may say, well, we're having a friendly competition, strategic competition. There are competitors. They're not our enemies. Well, they think they're the enemies and that we may not want a Cold War with them, but they're fighting a Cold War with us. And they're doing it in a, in a number of different ways. You know, the good old Cold War with the Soviet Union was fought over weapon systems and proxy wars around the world. China understands that they can't compete with the United States militarily, at least not now. But what they can do is compete with us economically and technologically and with trade. And that's the direction they're going in. And, and again, we're, we're kind of asleep at the wheel. We're not paying the kind of attention we need to, and we're not taking the steps we need to, whether it's, as you say, get more FBI agents to find out what the heck's going on in the United States. But also, why are we not investing in high technology the way the Chinese are? I, I just I can't understand it, KT. Uh, what, other things, uh, what other things bother you about uh, maintaining our way of life, maintaining our country? 
Well, you know, you've been you've been a very vocal and effective um, person to talk about the whole energy issue and how the United States is we're tying our hands behind our backs because we have the ability to produce abundant, cheap, secure energy, fossil fuels, fracking. But the the Biden Green New Deal is not allowing it. And I was just watching today where President or a couple of days ago, even where President Biden was bragging about how great the economy is and his, quote, you know, Inflation Recovery Act is doing such great that you were in that act was nothing. The Green New Deal is nothing more than a give China money deal, because a lot of the components of any of the green projects are all made in China. So when he passes billions of dollars, even probably getting close to trillions of dollars in the long run, what is it doing? It's not making manufacturing better in the United States. It's a boon to China. It's once again transferring our wealth to a potential adversary. I've said that so many times by increasing the price of fossil fuels of, uh, of oil from $55 to $100 to $85 to $90, a lot of wealth has moved from North America, has moved to the OPEC nations, and has moved to Russia. And Russia is using that money, guess for what? To start the war in the Ukraine and, and, and start the wars in Africa. And uh, it's just mind-boggling that uh, people don't realize that. And you know what else I said, uh, KT? That uh, windmills and, and, and solar energy is not going to power our country. I mean, if, if people that think that windmills and solar energy is going to power our country, I'm going to sell them the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> and, and, you know, we have 100 years worth of fossil fuels of, of oil. The next generation of, uh, of power that's going to power our country is uh, what they call SMRs. And I told that to uh, Maria Bartiromo the other day. Uh, and the small modular reactors, the same reactors that have run our... Uh, our nuclear subs have run our our uh, aircraft carriers, very reliable. And uh, each city uh, in our country could have one or two as a backup. And that's what's going to run our future. And that's what's going to replace oil someday. You know, energy has been the key to economic and political and, and, and even military success for the last hundred years. The countries which have the energy, whether it's coal before World War One or oil, are the rich countries, and the countries that don't have it are the poor countries. Now, the United States has it. We have the ability to do all of the above, gas, na liquefied natural gas, we have oil, we do have the windmills, and we can make the solar panels. But as you point out, we have, for the last 70 years, successfully had small reactors on American naval vessels, and we have not had one accident in all yes. that time. We need to look at these other sources of energy or, or we can really just say goodbye to our way of life. KT McFarland, thank you for speaking out for America. Thank you for keeping your eyes open for America. And we're going to work hard to maintain our way of life. And uh, thank you so much, and have a great Sunday. It's a pleasure and an honor, John. Thank you. Thank you.